Hey, it's Dave. I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Aaron and Annabelle Sleeman. You know, it's so good to sit down with them and, and hear their story and hear how God has been with them through every part of their journey, a journey that has turned out a little bit differently than they had expected that they had planned. But throughout it, God has been so faithful, bringing family around them, encouraging them, giving them what they need in uh, certain times. And it is so cool just to hear a young couple with a heart for the Lord, a heart to know Jesus, a heart to pass along Jesus to their daughters. So enjoy this conversation that I recently had with Aaron and Annabelle Sleeman. So I want to start with you guys growing up, um, your childhood um, Aaron, you can go first. Like, uh, what was life like growing up in your household? I'd say busy. I have an older sister who just turned 26 yesterday. Um, and a younger sister who's a senior in high school. All of us were very sports and athletically driven. Uh, my sister played all growing up and continued to play in college. I put, I played, um, my sister played softball. I played a lot of football, baseball, and basketball all through middle school, high school, and even before middle school. And my youngest sister was the same way. So we were constantly traveling uh, every weekend to some sort of tournament during the summer or some sort of like basketball, pickup game, scrimmage, whatever, football in the fall and uh, winter. So we were a very busy family, but we made time for each other and spent a lot of time as a family, not just through those experiences of going to and from different places with sports, but also uh, just inside the home and different vacations. So sure. So, so you would say like a a lot of your childhood uh, wrapped up in athletics, um, whether it was yours or your sister's Mm -hmm. and using it not as a, Hey, just we're going to go do this game, but really as a time to be together as a family. Yeah. And even before, like my older sister and I, before my younger sister came, uh, before we even started playing, my parents were uh, college softball coaches at Hope. And then they also were coaches at West Ottawa for a while. So we grew up around the game, spent a lot of time at the ball field, which ultimately ended in just a lot of family time. Where did faith fit in? Uh, did you have a faith growing up? Where did that fit in with uh, athletics? So we, I grew up, we grew up Catholic. My mom grew up Catholic. And then my dad coming into that and coming into his and my mom's relationship didn't really have much of a faith base. Uh, they, they believed in God and all that, but they never like practiced it. And then around sometime in high school, maybe late middle school is when my parents kind of just got sick and bored. I don't want to say sick, but just kind of bored of like the Catholic church and the Catholic traditions. And so we kind of branched off and started going to uh, a church down the road. And we really, they've really enjoyed that. I enjoyed it because it was a big change in the music, the worship and the preaching and just how everything is taught and just a lot more enjoyable. And you just feel like you actually have a connection when you go that when we would go there compared to when we were in a Catholic church, it just felt more of like a routine. We're going there because we have to. Um, I feel like when I think of my childhood, just like a lot of different hodgepodge things come up, but I just like always remember 
my parents were just super intentional about like family time. Every Friday we had family fun nights. We just, as kids, like that was one of my favorite things. We did something fun every Friday night. I mean, life got in the way and it wasn't every Friday, but I remember that a lot. Um, just as we were young kids and we traveled a lot, I feel like my parents made that a big deal just so that we could kind of experience the world and see other things and do missions trips. And they made that really important, um, which I really appreciate because now I want my kids to have the same experiences. I just feel like you can grow a lot as a family doing different things and traveling. Um, yeah. So that was important to them. And I still remember those and appreciate that stuff. Yeah. So you mentioned mission trips. So faith was a part of, of your childhood and yeah. part of your family and your, your family incorporated that into their life. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we grew up going to a bunch of different churches in the area, but all around West Michigan, just from a young age. And I mean, that's just what all of us grew up in. My parents grew up that way. So they raised us that way. Um, but I don't really feel like it was something I made like my own, I guess, until I don't know what I like remember maybe like fifth or sixth grade, um, which I feel like is when you can kind of grasp onto that a little bit more yourself, opposed to just being your parents, taking you to Sunday school and doing Wednesday night, middle school youth group. And it kind of becomes more of your own. But first mission trip that I went on was to Jamaica. Um, and that I feel like is one that I really, like my eyes really became open to a lot of the way that God like works in and through our lives and just how he can use us in different situations. So, so you guys are growing up. Um, and then, uh, talk to me about like, when did you guys meet? What, what was that uh, like? When did we meet? Aaron just asked me this. He said, what are we going to say? <laughs> we have to be on the same page. And like, I, I don't know if she even knows. I know the first time that we met, I don't know if you have a story. It was <laughs> freshman year homecoming in one of our friends' backyards taking pictures. That was the first time we ever met. She was going to the dance with one of my friends. Yeah, we were were going with different dates. She was going with one of my friends. But we took a picture, just the two of us together. No, that was sophomore year. We, yeah, we met there. We were taking pictures. She was going with one of my friends. I knew about her because she she was going with one of my really good friends who lives, who I grew up right next to. We actually stood next to each other in a lot of pictures and never thought anything of it. We just stood next to each other. We met there. We met there. I went over to her house a couple of times when like a big group would go over. So I hung out with her there, but she was dating the uh, one of my friends, the same friend that she went to homecoming with. So I'd go over there, just hang out, yada, yada. Um, and then sophomore year, we actually had a lot of classes together. Um, so I'd help her out yeah. with that. And then especially. I had no surgery. I'm not getting there. Okay. Not- <laughs> I had no surgery. <laughs> and we were in the same math class together. We, were, we had four classes well, We had a lot together. of classes together. But we, math is what I was not very good at. And he, or science or history. Anyway. And, <laughs> and so I helped her <laughs> he keep up with that. that. And she was under a lot of prescription drugs from her surgery. So, of course, I took, took my chances as her vision was a little blurred. So we started doing that. I would just go over there probably once, maybe two, three times a week just to give you homework and keep you updated on what was going on for for a while. And that was in this early December was that happened. 
she recovered from her nose surgery. Uh, and then we just gradually continued to talk, hang out and everything. And then it was January 9 of 2015 at the Grand Rapids Griffins game. Mm-hmm. I knew Griff, who's the Griffins mascot. And I made this big canvas poster and painted it with uh, a bell. Will you be my girlfriend question mark? And I had it wrapped up as a gift and I gave it to Griff. And then during the hockey game, he came and delivered it to her. It was so embarrassing. I'm sure it was. <laughs> As like, I'm sure On it the was. big screen. Like, I'm sure it was. It's we okay. were 15. We were 14, actually. <laughs> wow, 14, and you had that idea. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. So, and also a lot of pressure. Like, you're up on the big screen. Here's this question. Or the- it was, like, cheering. Yeah, like, yeah. he just asked me to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, anyway. Oh, we're married. And then, yeah, that's how we started dating. So you guys started to date when you were 14. How would you um, characterize your relationship in high school? Pretty typical high school relationship? I guess very typical high school relationship. We played football. Mm -hmm. I danced. The stereotypical high school thing. Sure. Um, I don't think we were thinking much about, like, the long haul at that point. It was just fun. Yeah. Did you did you talk about faith at all in the midst of uh, a high school relationship, uh, or did that not really enter in? I feel like that was not like a huge. I don't know. We it, not did young really one. In high no, school. not really. I feel like well, we did anyway, young. He one. at that time, their family was just starting to break away more from the Catholic Church and going to the normal yeah. church. So then he, you've been coming to church with my family or me, probably since we were fifteen. 16. 15, 16. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like for you, that's probably when you started learning a lot more. Yeah. I, well, yeah. When we started dating, he was like very new to everything. So okay. it was more so just my faith. And then he just was kind of tagging along, I, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then, and so you guys are going through high school and then like, what were your plans? Like you're thinking like, okay, sophomore, junior year, people start to think about college and life after high school. What were your thoughts uh, for life after high school? So I was committed and signed a scholarship to go play football at Concordia University, Ann Arbor. And that was my plan for that following year after high school. Yeah. Well, Basically, we started looking at colleges, and I knew that I wanted to be a child life specialist. And the child life specialty programs, there was like only one in Michigan at that time, and it was at Concordia University, which is in Ann Arbor. So I like started looking out there, and then I had a dance team, and then they said they would give me a scholarship, and then he was looking at football teams, and then they offered him a scholarship. So then we were like, well, perfect. Like, we'll just go together, I guess, you know? Sure. And he knew, like, sure. if he played at a smaller school for a year or two, that maybe he could get recruited to... See if I go to Michigan. Or, anyway, like, Eastern Michigan or like something. Like, play big. Okay. So anyway, that okay. was our, our plan. Yeah. So your plan was going to dance, got a scholarship to dance, going to play football, see where life goes uh, from there. Yeah. But uh, that didn't happen. So yeah. what, what happened? We found out, like... Aaron, had his whole day. signing that they do at Zealand, like they put on the signing thing where he signed his letter of, intent. letter of intent to go play football and whatnot. So we did that. And then I think it was literally that next weekend that we found out I was pregnant. So he had just done all of that. And then that wasn't going to happen. So take me behind the, 
the curtain, if you will, like uh, those conversations. What was what was that like? Um, you're in high school, thought you were going to go to college, find out you're pregnant. I guess just, yeah, kind of, yeah, the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of details I could say. I don't know. Go how for it. You want me to be? Okay. Go for it. Um, so, yeah, it was a, so, no. I was just blacked out. A lot of it time. is kind of blurred over for yeah. both of us, mm-hmm. I feel like. But anyway, it was a Sunday morning. We were all getting ready for church in our household. Um, and I just felt like something was wrong. So I don't know if we'd bought a pregnancy test or whatnot or had one or something. And I took it and it was very clearly positive. You're pregnant and everyone was getting ready for church. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to church and keep this to myself. Like I just couldn't do that. So I sent my mom a text. We're in the house together. And I sent her a text and said, can you come upstairs? I have to tell you something. So she walked into my room and I was just sitting on my bed with that, like bawling my eyes out. Like, yeah. So anyway, from there, it was, just, I was actually grounded at the he time. He was grounded at the time. Yeah. I don't know what you had done, but it was just like that whole day was a lot of conversations, a lot of. Yeah. So Annabelle, talk to me about like the, and, and Aaron too, like the thoughts that were going through your head yeah. you know, at that time. I think I, my mom was like, oh, or did I text you before I, t- I think you, I texted you, you like. You texted and called me. I I swear probably close to like 25 times and I slept through everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then you saw that I had texted you or something like, Aaron, you need to get over here. Like I just took a positive yeah. pregnancy text and you were grounded and ran my, out the door and said like, mom, I have to leave. No, um, no. What happened was like, I ran downstairs and I was like, I need the keys to my car. And they're like, why? It's like, I need to go to Annabelle's right now. She's like, why? I was like, she's pregnant. Can I have my keys now? And my parents were like, Yeah. And then it just kind of became the, like, within the next few days, I mean, we went, it, that was on a Sunday, so we went to school the next day. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just kind keep of carrying that, carrying that around, like, nobody <laughs> knew. Yeah, and so, and anyway, I um, was on a form of birth control that getting pregnant on, like, could be kind of dangerous. So anyway, that whole week, I had a lot of different doctor's appointments. Um, so I was pulled in and out of school and like not telling people why I was leaving and not even telling the office ladies because words just get around from different sure. people. And sure. yeah, it was a big burden to carry. Um, yeah, a lot. Um, While also trying to talk to people about what, co- what college yeah. you're going to and what you're going to do. And you just got to put a face on yeah. and until say that like, you're going there still. Until you figure out, I mean, that's so like, Mm-hmm. people normally don't tell people that they're pregnant until they're like 12 weeks along. Right. So we yeah. knew like right away at like four or five weeks that we were pregnant right, right away. And within that time, anything can happen. So we didn't want to like share with anybody because you don't know what is yeah. going to happen. And yeah. So anyway. you really had this, you're living a, two different lives really, yeah. because you're like, Oh yeah, we're going off to college all yeah. the while you knew inside yeah. that you were pregnant and you're carrying yeah. this and you haven't shared this with people except your family. Um, talk to me about your family interactions. How did they, what was that like? It, yeah. I mean, looking back, I wouldn't want my parents to change the way that they reacted. I feel like in the circumstances that we threw at them, they, like, I would hope that I would act the same way towards my kids. 
you know how, how did they how did they react like initially just um, like because you said you you hope you react you would react the same way yeah, in that situation I so i'm curious feel, like i also feel like growing up i just always had a really close relationship with my parents and it's always been open so i feel like to start with i was in a comfortable enough position to come to them and tell them this right away and not have to hide behind it myself So I feel like being open about it right away, like set us up for a good, okay, we can have these conversations with our parents. We're not doing this alone. Like we have them, even though it's completely uncharted waters for anybody, like we had us and our parents together to process all of that. Um, And I think that's really beautiful because you had a support support network that um, so many people that don't have that so then they like hide pregnancies from everybody and they're doing it completely alone and we felt alone but thankfully we were not yeah I um I applaud you uh both you Aaron and Annabelle uh for being very outspoken about being Mm pro-life um in the whole conversation about abortion Mm -hmm. did that did anybody ever um offer that advice to you yeah. Encourage you to take that route. Never um, said to my face. My parents took a lot. My mom specifically took a lot of flack for walking alongside of us. Um, and she had a mom actually reach out to her and it was like very hurtful to my mom, like really hurtful to her. Um, thankfully she's been able to forgive her through a lot of just different processes, but, um, She came to my mom and basically said, like, how dare you celebrate this life? You should be hiding your daughter. We live in such a small town, Bible believing West Michigan. And how are you, how can you celebrate this? How can you have a gender reveal party? How can you throw her showers? How can you let her graduate? Like you should be sending her away to do this on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming from a mother of children that we graduated with who are Christians and believe and yeah. So we did get, I mean, and a lot of behind the back comments that were never told to our face, but I mean, mm. you can feel those. Yeah. And I applaud, I applaud, uh, you know, your, your parents and, yeah. in in walking with this, you know, um, with uh, truth and grace, mm-hmm. um, saying, okay, you know, this is a, a hard road and not the road that you're expecting, but you know what, we're going to wrap our arms around you with grace and support and love the, the little child grown up yeah. inside, grown inside of you who eventually, obviously we know now is yeah. little daughter Peyton and, and just full of life and energy. Um, what would you say uh, looking back on that journey, what would you say that you learned from that time? I, I guess where like my faith comes into play is during that time, like the church that we were at was going to, we didn't really feel like, overly comfortable with the situation that I was in. So that's when we came to find Moran Park. My parents did. And I remember walking into that church that first Sunday. And if anybody had gone to Moran, I mean, you know how just like vulnerable people were in there and just so real. And I remember we left and my mom was like bawling in the car and she's like I've never felt more loved before there and that's yeah I'm gonna cry every time I talk about this but I feel like that's when for me it was like okay you know there is people that that's I guess like the me standing up for pro-life like 
comes into play because not everybody has a support system and to be surrounded by a church that was like so comfortable baptizing our child like out of my box and we sit in front of church and dedicated her like it was so cool so I don't know I just that's where like in me sharing my pro-life opinions and if one person can feel like loved and supported through that yeah well I love it because it it was such a um such a such a a warm inviting uh environment to where like come as you are and let's all encounter Jesus together yeah. And, 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 and let's reveal, let's like get rid of the masks and, and stop yeah. pretending that everything is, is good when everybody has their struggles and their inner stuff. It's like, drop the mask, be real and encounter yeah. Jesus. And that's what you found there. Yes. And I, and I still feel that now at restoration and I love that. And I love our prayer time and how vulnerable people feel and they can just openly share their prayers and their concerns with a full body of people that they don't know necessarily. And I feel like that's great. And I hope everybody has a place that they can do that because it's so important. What, what advice would you give to anybody in like, you know, I'm just thinking of teenagers like who find themselves in a similar situation. What advice would you give? Um, I think. Ask for help. Yes. But I, in our situation, I think nobody thinks it's going to be them. No, nobody thinks it's going to be them. And yeah, everybody can put on this perfect face and think, oh, our relationship's great and we just start dating and it's just fun and until real life hits you. <laughs> so pregnant with Peyton. Yeah. And you give birth to Peyton. Mm-hmm. And you guys are still dating. Or yeah. were you engaged at the time? Like, talk to me. Uh, um, when did you guys get engaged? Married? Uh, Let's like walk through that whole whole journey. The conversation of marriage, like I knew that I was not going to jump that gun just because we were pregnant, like no shotgun wedding was going to happen. Um, yeah, we both had a lot of growing up to do still. I mean, when you're 18 years old and having a kid, you're still a kid yourself. So to get married and to try and raise a baby and figure out what our lives were going to look like was not. Like we still needed some time to process that. We actually broke up twice yeah. in the first Probably like six or seven months of her life. Uh yeah, seven months of her life. In first seven months Peyton was born, we broke up twice. Wow. Aaron, Aaron went to college, went to yeah. Western. I went to Western, lived in a house with my sister, and just kind of went down like a really dark yeah. path, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um I was in a tough place. I was in school. All my friends weren't with me anymore. Um, I didn't have Annabelle anymore because she was so tied to the baby, and I had to get used to that at 18 years old. Um, so You were living in Kalamazoo, and you came home on the weekends. Yeah, and I came home every weekend thinking that that would somehow make things better, but it didn't most of the times. Well, so, so what led you what led you to that dark place going down that road? <clears throat> I think it was just finally being alone for the first time and not being able to handle it. Because like yeah, my sister's there, but she's also still in school. I'm in school, so we didn't really see each other a whole lot. I just think you were also really struggling with trying to decide what path you wanted to go with on your life. Yeah. Like I'm now a dad, 
but I'm 18 and my friends are partying every weekend and doing their own thing. And I'm not playing football anymore. And I signed an army contract. Your life was just like, what is going on? You know? Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I was the one that birthed the baby and I had no choice but to be her mom. And that was my path now, but he yeah. got to make that decision. Like what, what role would, you, play in this? would you say you were trying to figure out what was next? I mean, you thought you were going to Concordia to play football, thought that was the direction, um, yeah, found out that you're, you're a dad at 18. And now it's like, okay, I'm at Western and military. What do I do? Yeah. I was trying to figure out what my next step was going to be. And every single step I took, I didn't know if it was the right one. I was kept on second guessing myself. And so that never helps when you're constantly second guessing yourself with every decision you make. Um, so I signed a contract to go join the army. So how did that work itself out? Because you guys are married now, but, um, you said you broke up a couple of times within the first seven months of Peyton's life. Yeah. Um, talk to me about that process of, of coming together and working through those challenges because you're 18 years old, your mom and dad to Peyton. And where do we go from here? You're trying to figure that out. Yeah, so I put a lot of the reason why we broke up on myself because of like just where I was. So I don't remember like what I think the turning point was when she broke with me the first time. She asked me to come home on like a Wednesday night and I was like, sure, I've got an 8 a.m. the next morning and it's six o'clock at night and I'll drive in two and a half hours around for it. Sure. Um, but she broke up with me that night. And that was kind of, I think, my turning point of like, I needed to figure, I need to figure this, figure myself out. I kind of started to figure out my options again. And I already signed a contract to go join the army at the time, but my plan was to originally go back to school after. But I was like, this past year has been absolutely miserable. I don't want, I don't want to come back here. So I actually dropped out of school at that time. Figured, I figured my life out a little bit, it was a little bit more than I had. Yeah slowly getting yeah I was slowly getting myself back together and my priorities straight then we started talking again um I would still go home on the weekends to go see Peyton started talking again dated again something happened she broke up with me again I was kind of really upset the second time yeah and then I think that second time I was like you know what like I'm not gonna settle you know like just because we had a kid together doesn't mean like this is it um Mm -hmm. And so I, and I think it came to, from my, my dad ultimately is saying like, if you want to marry my daughter, here's a list of things that you need to work on. And you need to, if you're going to ask for her hand in marriage, like you've got a few things that you need to work on. And at 19 years old, then like, that's a lot of weight to put on his shoulders, (laughs) but that's the situation you're in. And if you want to marry her, then like, let's figure this out. So I guess that time we just like really took a step back from like our relationship and like started to learn each other again as the parents that we were to be. Mm -hmm. You know, like not the high school couple that was just eating for fun, but like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to start over and do this as like, can we do this life together? Like, can we raise her together, you know, make these decisions together? So I think that really helped to just like take a step back. And mm-hmm. and so it sounds like that was like a really a moment where you had to come to grips with like, okay, am, are we going to grow as individuals 
Yeah. And then will this relationship work out? But to focus on like, we got to figure out who we are mm-hmm. before we take the next step. And so Aaron, you hear this from Annabelle's dad. Um, like, okay, here's what I want you to work on. It's a weight. Um, yeah. But how did you respond to that? It definitely made me take a step back and like look at the bigger picture because you're hearing it from him and he's a pretty quiet guy, but when he says something like he means it. So I kind of took it as a challenge. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I'll, and I'll show you. Um, so I flipped my life around probably within like a month. We got You back. just really needed like a smack on the head to be like, okay, let me, yeah. like, this is my reality. I am a dad. I do want to be with Annabelle. Like I wanted I to marry to her with yeah. how I was, not who I needed to be. Yeah. Um, so he kind of put that into perspective based on like, I know you're capable of this. If you want, if you want her, you're going to need to get there because I'm not going to approve this or give you my blessing with how you are in emotional in, in a mental state. I didn't disagree with them. That that's powerful right there. You wanted to marry her, um, with who you were at the time. Yeah. Not who you needed to be. Yeah. Like, and that's, you know, that's a picture, like everybody talks about tough love. That's a picture of tough love uh-huh. saying like for Annabelle's dad to say, Hey, Aaron, I, I see something in you. Um, but yeah. you have to prove it to me. You have to step up. And I, I applaud you for responding favorably and saying, okay, I'm, I'll step up to the challenge. And obviously you're not perfect, but moving in that direction to, of saying, I'm going to grow into the man that I need to be for Annabelle and for my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Annabelle, let me ask you a question. You hear your dad say this to Aaron. What's what are your thoughts like towards your towards your dad? Like, how did you feel like your dad stepped in, said that? Like, I'm just curious. You know, I'm thinking of um, you know young girls out there and, and their dads, and your dad stepped in and um, protected you um, yeah. in a way. Like, how'd you feel? Yeah, I guess I've always appreciated like even just over the past couple of years and just like growing up and like figuring out life. And my dad has always just had our best interest in mind. And when something like a big decision is going to happen, he's not just going to let it happen. Like he will speak his mind um, and intervene if needed. And I appreciate that. He's not just going to let us fall apart. Like he wants to be there and he wants to pick us up and support us um, with whatever ways are needed. Um, and I've seen that in my life and in my siblings' life as well. So, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate that. And I'm like thankful for the for the parents that I have in the way that he is and has been in my life because now I know how I want to be to my kids. That is, that is a cool picture um, just of that support system that has been around the two of you guys uh, on both sides. and. And just a loving father to say, hey, I'm here, but I'm not going to say, you know, yeah, go ahead, you know, if, if he's not uh, in agreement. Yeah. Um, so to step in and be that loving support. And I like what you said, too, it casts that vision mm-hmm. of who you want to be as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so he steps in, Aaron, you change your life around, start that process. Uh, where does the relationship go from there? And how quickly do you guys uh, decide like, hey, OK, you know, we should get married and you know, move on from that. It moved pretty quickly. It did go pretty quickly. Um, So with his army contract and 
he went to Western and said, I don't want to do school anymore. But since he signed that, he still had the army commitment. So we knew that he had to do basic training. So before he left for basic training in what, like April or early May, we got it was engaged like in middle of April, got engaged in April. I think he left in May. Got engaged in March. March or whatnot. 29th. Anyway. By the way, I have seen like Aaron is the detail person, knows <laughs> those dates. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I got the big picture. Just, just overall, the, just a the lot has happened dates. in our life and it's fine. That's fun. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, so we got engaged knowing that he was leaving for basic training. Um, and then while he was gone for, was it three months? Three, four months, three and a half, four months. Three and a half months, I planned. April to uh, till August. Like the first week of August. And then we got married August, uh, August 16th. Okay. So the whole time he was gone, I planned. You yes. planned the wedding. So when I got home, I just showed up <laughs> and it was all done. Yeah. You showed up. What do I have to do? And Annabelle, and, uh, also you're being mom to Peyton uh-huh. and yep, I'm planning a wedding. Yeah. And wrote, Aaron's off at basic training. Yeah, I wrote my vows. I was at yeah. basic, showed up to the wedding with the tuck she had picked out. But there was like a week overlap. And, like we had like a week. Okay. To- be back to normal a little bit before we got married. Well, and, and you're at basic training with these guys who are just going through basic training and they're thinking about their, yeah. you know, life and they're living it up or whatever. They're not thinking about, you know, maybe some are, but they're not thinking about getting married. And you're like, uh, I'm going home and I'm going to get married. And that was that was the biggest like concern was like if I got hurt while I was at basic training, they could reset me back to like an earlier date. So if I got hurt, I would have missed the wedding. So that was like a big concern of mine was like, don't do anything too stupid. We're going to hurt yourself and get reset because then you're going to miss your wedding and Annabelle's going to be mad at me and (laughs) all that. (laughs) So you guys get married at the end of August or actually August 31. um, And then it wasn't just like, okay, um, we have a child and we kind of live, you know, together. Talk to me about that, uh, you know, that next uh, stage of your life, because Aaron, you were gone for a while. He was gone. Um, I was actually going to take online classes and go back to school. I was going to do that through GRCC. And I took one week of classes and dropped out again. And then I just decided to start working. I was going to be a waiter at a restaurant. And Kevin was just like, no, you're not going to do that. You can come work for me. And I was like, okay. So I started working for Kevin and been doing that ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And then on my side of it, I... Just graduated in the spring with my four-year psychology degree. Um, so that was my path over the four years that Peyton has been here. So sure. I finished that out um, all while having Emerson and Aaron was deployed. And then we had another one. And Yeah, how was that? Let's, let's step into that, that part of your story a little bit. Like, how was it um, you're pregnant with Emerson? And Aaron is deployed and he um, is a part of uh, Emerson's birth via FaceTime, right? And so you're away um, for that, uh, that uh, time, Aaron, and, and then you come back, you know, in, uh, you know, into to life. Like, talk to me about that, uh, that uh, time in your life, because you're, um, you have Peyton and then you're pregnant with Emerson and Aaron is gone. How was, how was that for your relationship? 
I feel like up until the last year, like we've just, we've been together, but lived such separate lives. But yeah, we've just, we'd always been on just different wavelengths. So yes, he was deployed for a whole year and thankfully he had Wi-Fi like pretty much the entire time. So we were able to FaceTime and call and at least once or twice a day, um, <laughs> which in ways made it easier, but also harder. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I guess that whole time he was gone, I I got into a good routine of just doing life by myself and with the two girls that I had and doing school and I had such an established routine here and he was in such his own world over there with his guys and what they had done for an entire year and then to come back together revisited that honeymoon stage again for like a month or two you know until then real life hits you again so yeah and when he came back we I bought a house while he was gone. So he moved into a new house that he had never seen in person. And then I got lost on a new daughter that he didn't ever see. Yeah. Not being in Michigan for a whole year. I guess forget where you are. So what was, what do you think was good about, uh, if anything, and feel free to say nothing was good about it, but young marriage, you're living apart physically, but you're talking regularly and you have Peyton and then a daughter on the way. Um, was there anything good that came out of that time um, that you could see about uh, your relationship? And I'd say it helped with a lot more intimate conversations because you, ha- you have like limited time where I'm in a different time zone. So it forces you to have more personal and more intimate conversations because you have less time together. I had to figure out how to spend time with the girls. That way they didn't figure out with me. That way they didn't forget about me over FaceTime and just being able to interact with them. A lot of it was the same with Annabelle is just spending time with her trying to see how her day was going, anything she needs help with or all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like on my end, I just grew a lot more in realizing like my role in life I don't know like when you get married so young and you have kids so young and your friends are all in one world doing their own thing it's kind of hard to separate that so I think well he was gone in a way from everything that was happening here with his friends from high school and I was so far removed from it because I was just solo parenting with two girls and in college and just plowing through like we really when he came home we're just like over the high school phase like hey this is real life Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing now we're not looking in like we're not writing that we didn't get to spend any time doing that type of stuff that our friends are doing and we're now parents of these girls and like this is our life and like we are going to grow up now yeah and I feel like that's another just cool thing about like our whole story is that we've just really gotten to just grow up through all of this together and we're Mm -hmm. still young we're 22 years old yeah I mean we're not there yet and we're yeah. learning <laughs> and we're still growing and just in the way that we are as parents in our relationship and our walk with Christ and figuring that out still. Um, well, that's what I appreciate about the two of you. You know, you've had a lot of, of curveballs, you yeah. know, things that, uh, because of your, your choices, but then also life happens and you're like, okay, here's a lot thrown out at us. You know, there's a lot just listening to your story Um, you know, a lot of uh, different roads that you guys could have gone down. Um, but like you said, you chose to say, okay, this is our life and we're going to grow in the midst of it. And so you're 22 years old. Um, 
Annabelle, you're 22. Aaron, are you? Both 22. Both 22. 22. <laughs> Married for four, how many years? Three. Three years. You have three kids, three girls. Um, how old is Peyton? Is, she's four. 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 So four, two and a half, and two months. So um, young marriage, yeah. you know, three kids under four, yeah. um, or four and under, and you know, living in a house. Um, what has been the joy of of having a family so young? And um, what has what have looking back, like what has been the highlight of this time uh, in your life, this season of being newly married with three kids, and you know, deployed and all of that. Yeah. I just feel like the day that our kids can understand everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah. will be awesome. I, and I just feel like it's really cool. Like we knew we wanted to have kids close in age. So even though we are young and we're doing this quickly and we have three kids and we're 22 years old, like now we just get to grow up with them and figure out life with them. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's just, the exciting part of it is we are young and we do have a lot of fun energy to bring to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's you, Aaron? we all get to grow up together. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. My favorite part of all of it's just that I'm young when they're, when they get a little bit older and they can run around more and do some more crazy things. I can do it with them yep. because my body won't be too broken. At least I hope not at that point. Um, that's been a that's been a lot of fun for me is being able to just run around with them. I like to play tag a lot. So mm-hmm. doing that. Um, but it's also been awesome just having three three daughters because I don't know what about it. I don't I don't know what about it that's so like fun, but it is. So cool. And, yeah. So fun and uh also what I found out being a dad of three daughters and then a son, but you're fiercely defensive of your three girls like hey i would do anything for you know the three girls and and my son but it's like hey nobody's coming close well, yeah. to them peyton told me today she, she has, has a boyfriend a little friend, in a boy friend. <laughs> i was sure. like whoa <laughs> time out aaron did you go over to the boy and say here's what you have to do to <laughs> you have to meet this standard just like kevin did to you <laughs> do you have a job yet <laughs> anything what would you say um, uh, are the biggest challenges that you face as a young couple, yeah. um, parents with, you know, parents with uh, young kids in this culture today? I feel like despite us being young, I feel like just we're in the thick of it right now. We have little kids. They require all of our attention from 5 a.m. until 7.30 p.m., we're giving, I mean, Aaron goes to work, but still, then he comes home and it's right back into it. Um, So I just feel like we're giving a lot of ourselves to them right now. So I feel like the hardest thing has just been prioritizing like our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like that can happen. That happens. No matter how old you are with kids. It's too easy to to say, okay, we uh, took care of the kids for the whole day. Uh, they're in bed and then you just kind of check out and, and uh-huh. go into alone time and yep. sit on your phone or whatever um, yeah. instead of intentionally moving towards one another and yeah. growing that relationship. That's, and that's still something that we're working on. Like you're not the only ones, everybody, yeah. <laughs> like whether you're 22 or 42 or 52, yeah. like that's yeah. still a, a challenge. Yeah. yeah. I'd say like it is being young, 
because like, yeah, us being 22 and we already do have a lot of life experience. I'm sure like we have, we have friends who are in their thirties and they have kids the same age as us, but they've got way more experience, life experience than we do. So I'm sure like only being this young, it is a little bit tougher because we haven't quite built up like our level of patience yet. And so I know on my side, I, I'm a patient guy, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to really put your finger on like what has been a big challenge because like, it's great being young, but it's also tough being young and being a parent. Yeah. Because too, I feel like we're also still just like learning more about ourselves, you know, like we're still growing up and we're still trying to figure out, yeah, who we are and our relationship with each other, our relationship with the Lord, like, while also pouring into our kids every single day. So, yeah. Yeah. I think another like challenge was like, we never, we never got to be established first and then like make the decision like, yeah, maybe we should start having kids. It was just like, go. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yep. That, that first little time together to be like, okay, yeah. how are we, how are we going to live in the same house together yeah. and uh-huh. figure out those basic rules? Because even when, when you did become married, then all of a sudden, you know, you're off overseas for a yeah. year. And then Annabelle, you're like, Hey, I got to figure it out. And so you figure it out. And then you come back yeah. in there and you're like, Hey, you know, okay. That look, worked well for a month or two. And then you're like, eee, now we got to really hammer this out. Yeah. Well, I have, I applaud the two of you. I really do like um, for the ways that you guys um, for your honesty, for the ways that you guys continue to say like, Hey, we both have to, to grow, but then also the ways that you guys are serving and loving your girls. Um, it's just a a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think it's, um, it's a, it's an amazing picture of just life. Isn't always uh, picture perfect. And you're like, okay, but we're going to take a situation, take what, what happens and embrace it. And how do we grow from here? And and having that support community around you to help you with that. So looking forward, like, um, 20 years, so say you're 42, (laughs) which is so young, (laughs) You know, the girls are, you know, older, uh, could be out of the house. Like, who knows? Like grandparents when we're 42. It could be. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, what's your, what is like right now, what's your, your dream, but like your prayer for your family, um, yeah. for you guys? I feel like right now it is hard to think about that far. I just feel like we're in like what I said before, we're in the thick of it right now and it is just busy and chaotic and requires all of our energy all the time. So even 10 years from now, when they require less of us and we do have more time to ourselves and I'm excited for that, but I also love the chaos that we're in right now. What's your hope? What's your hope for them spiritually? Yeah. Um, I hope we can guide them in the right direction and, point them the way and I hope they grab onto it themselves and actually want to pursue a relationship with Jesus by themselves, not one that's forced on them. Yeah. But I feel like it's really cool too, for us right now, as we are still young and still like just even growing in our own relationships with the Lord, like they're just starting their own relationships with him too. So I feel like it's really cool. It's like Peyton goes to Sunday school and I'm like, what did you learn about? She's like, well, today we talked about there's the one true God and the one true God, or then two weeks ago, they were talking about like the story of Jonah and all. It's just really cool that like 
yes, that's stuff that we did as kids, but it's cool for me to see it not for my kids' eyes as well. Um, and it's like everybody always talks about having a childlike faith. And I just, I think that's really cool to, like, we're still growing in that ourselves, but our kids are doing it at the same time, you know? Love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope that that's something we can continue and as busy as we are right now, trying to be intentional in those conversations with them and making sure that we're praying them through different things and bedtime prayers aren't just repetitive, but actually more intentional, mm-hmm. just the little things that I hope that they can look back after. So cool. So cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for, thanks for hopping on. Yes. Um, thanks for-, for chatting. Thanks for sharing your story. It's been, it's been amazing. Yeah. It's not perfect.